E-S-N-Y. How about Johnny Damon, huh? God, what, what a mess. How about Johnny Damon? Out of his mind. It's so sad. All from grace. It's like, oh, God. Because first off, he's the call hero. He goes to the Boston Red Sox. He's like, oh, what would Johnny Damon do? Because he looks like Jesus. Comes to the Yankees. Boston fans hate him. And now he's he's pretty much become Florida man. Dude, you're literally Florida man. Like At one point, he kind of looked like Florida man. Like, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you mm. gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Johnny Damon's been drinking? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Yankees Mets Express. Yeah, hi. They, they all know the spiel. Yankees Mets Express. It's Josh, Lean, Kiyoshi. Oh, we are here. We are here for ESNY Crossing Broad Warwick Gaming and Excellent Media. Thanks for hosting us. No, I, we need to. I am roasting Johnny Damon appropriately because the man deserves it. The guy walks around like he goes to I don't know Burning Man left and right. He. This is a guy who thinks skinny jeans and a man bun with like the half open Hawaiian shirt and like the and the shark tooth chain are cool. And all of a sudden, nah. and then when the cops arrest him for being I don't know drunk in Florida because God, they're. they're there's certain tiers to how drunk you're allowed to be in Florida, right? <laughs> in public, drunk in public in Florida. Yeah. Johnny Damon's probably gonna make like, hey, 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 I was drunk where I was drinking. You put me in public when I when I stepped out of the car. Dude, I don't know about you guys, but the the footage that was released today, like it was literally exactly what I expected. <laughs> Like after hearing about what happened, like when it was released a month ago, this is literally what I expected in my mind the entire time. And his crazy wife just running around like I'm walking home. At, at, at what point do you walked home? Dude, she, she tried. Went she tried. I tried to walk home, and they immediately were just like, "No." I, I can only imagine some of the some of the some of the conversation once they were taking them to jail, mm-hmm. just like. Blue lives matter. Blue lives matter. No, Mr. Damon, that that's not relevant right now. We need you to stay calm. No. You guys, You're still you, getting arrested, sir, guys, sir, sir. You guys are only targeting me because I support Trump, sir, sir. If you, if you look at me closely, I'm wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, you, <laughs> The police officers aren't supposed to wear MAGA hats, and you're targeting me. This is Antifa's doing, sir, Johnny. We're in Florida. Uh, oh, and now they're in the car. Um, which, I'll, which I'm not even sure if that like helps him or hurts him because he's supposedly he's saying that he's a, so now he's a Trump supporter. So now I feel a little bit bad for getting his jersey when he won the world. Like, now mind you, this was back in like oh nine. Yeah. Damn. Yoshi, like, honestly, dude, you're not alone. Like, uh, Johnny Damon, I love this dude. Like, I have, like, three posters of him at my house. Bro. <laughs> I loved Johnny Damon. Me like, too. Listen, listen, Lean, Lean, you better tear them just down right now. Oh, Otherwise, thank God they've been down there in a box somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> how, how much do we want to bet? Burn that, the box. On, on the way to Central Booking, how much How much you want to bet, like, they asked to stop at McDonald's? That's how drunk they were. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Driving through Florida. Oh, hey, can we get some McDonald's? We're going to jail. But, I, but I'm hungry. 
No, no, Johnny, we got it. We, we're taking a jail. Well, yeah. We're can can I at least get home. just a number one with a Dr. Pepper? <laughs> and, and then like five minutes later, oh shit, there's a Waffle House. Let's get some pancakes. No, Johnny, we've just been over this. Dead <laughs> silence. They, they, they wouldn't even call him Johnny. They're like, Mr. Damon, Mr. Damon, Mr. Damon. And then, and then like two, and then two minutes later, there's like dead silence in the car. How, and then of course his wife probably goes, I have to pee. <laughs> yes. Pull over. I have to pee. Yeah, hand. No, no, we're not. We'll, we're almost at the station. No, I need to pee right now. No, Dude. no, ma'am, ma'am, don't do it. I'm, I'm going to pee in the car. Don't do it. No, ma'am, don't this, pee in the yeah. car. I, my husband won the World Series. Yes, we, and we love him. Twice. Twice. We need to see the cop car footage because, Josh, we got to see how accurate those impersonations were because uh, I feel like. What was that? Lean, we lost you for a second. Oh, I said we got to see the footage from the from the cop car because I'm convinced everything you just did actually happened on the way to jail. Of course, it totally happened, and yeah. and then and then sure enough, like Johnny was probably so drunk that like let's say he gets to jail at like 3 a.m. They send his they send his and his wife they send their drunk asses home. Let's say it's seven, they stumble the way home, and then somewhere he's still rambling how he's being targeted by a Trump supporter, and then of course because it's Florida, sir, this is a Wendy's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Uh, yeah, I, I've never actually had Wendy's, if you can believe that. What? Wendy's aren't big in the city. Like you gotta like. Yes, really they look. are. Well, Not in Manhattan. I feel like I feel like fast food. Slight tangent here, guys. I feel like fast food. Not that I'm like this kind of sore on it, but like I feel like fast food has like a this weird, not a weird relationship, but it's 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 like dispersed. Amongst the city, for example, where I work, Midtown West, on the same block that there's a McDonald's, there's a Wendy's, and right and right and right across the street, um, on the same side of the street, there's a Chick Fil A. So I feel like they're always around. At some point, you're gonna like you're gonna bump into one of them. Gosh, yeah, I'm like, you... it's, I, it's not even like bad that you haven't had it. I'm just surprised that like something that's so common and so popular, like you've yeah. never. Wow. No, we we were no, I was one hundred I I was one hundred percent a Burger King kid. Wow. Okay, okay. All right. I mean they do have hot take. I think the fries are I think Burger King's fries are better. Than than Dude, who's Wendy's or McDonald's? I'd say I'd say I'd say them than than both than than um than both of them. I'd say in terms of fries, I would give Burger King then Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's, because McDonald's sometimes are really? soggy. Sometimes they they don't they don't like cook McDon them. Long McDonald's also oversalts their fries. Yeah, yeah. And okay, we, so we were roasting the giant. We were roasting Johnny Damon. Now we're talking about now we're talking food. about fast food. Le Lean. It's like we're on Bleacher Creatures again, just on tangents left and right. I know this is yeah. This is one of those episodes. Where you went on this tangent because I'm a truck. Oh, Johnny. Oh God, Johnny Damon's in the studio now. And you know what the first thing <laughs> I need a megaphone to make this bit even better. <laughs> and and Josh and Lean, just real quick, when when you guys first told me this, the first thing I thought of was "Don't Meet Your Heroes." Here you have this guy in Johnny Damon, who I'm pretty sure won two championships. I don't think he won yeah. the second one. Yeah, yeah right. Because yeah. he won oh, the one oh, in 04 04. 09. 04 and 09, Yeah, yeah, four and oh nine. Right. Cool. So you know, we 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 grab him. We we get Johnny Damon from you know from the Red Sox. He gets another championship. He's all clean cut, all like that. Rise up to the sunset. Then to find out that not only is he a Trump supporter, which honestly, and I'll, and I can speak for myself, you guys can chime in how you want. As a black man, 
to know that and I'm sorry to get a little political to know that he, you know, he he voted for Trump is honestly kind of sad because I bought his jersey. To a certain degree, I put money in his pocket. Yeah. And now I'm thinking and now I I don't I barely even wear it anymore because you know, it's just because I'd rather because I also have a, a Jeter jersey. But now I'm thinking like I might have to either sell it or burn it because of the fact because of how polarizing burn, Trump can be. I Maybe actually and like I'm, I actually honestly, I'm have, disappointed. disappointed. I have I have a great solution for this because uh Kiyoshi, as you know, because we hung out last week and Lee, yes. you know this about me. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Yes. I recently learned that a pro wrestler whose shirt I had was a rapey bastard we'll use that terminology and oh uh, uh not a wwe guy uh, marty skrull he's an indie wrestler big in, he's big in japan yeah, i've heard of the name yeah he's yeah. he's been around Damn. yeah so um i found out oh man i have this guy's shirt what we did we just turned it into a dish rag it's like okay if there's a mess in the kitchen right. we just put it pick it out from under the sink wipe it up wash it accordingly with the other stuff this way you know, it's not like you're wasting the jersey, but you're just finding an alternate use to it that's more in line with yeah what, what it represents. Yeah. Now, so maybe I'll turn that into a dish rag, or or, a, or it's a, it's a jersey. Make it a bath mat. Or a bath mat. Actually, you guys want to. Speaking of which, let me. So my brother, like big Knicks fan, right? Josh, you know this. Kyo's yep. brother's huge, huge Knicks fan. Right. Um, his favorite player, of course, up until he left was Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> yeah. he, um, he had a jersey for Kristaps uh, Porzingis. This is when we were back in college. Right. Um, or at least he was back in college. Uh, we went to Ohio State, Kiyoshi, if you were. Okay. Go yeah. Buckeyes. So he, um, like, I was here because I'd already graduated, and he was still, like, back there. And homeboy, like, when it happened, when KP got traded, mm-hmm. homeboy literally put his jersey as the doormat of the house. <laughs> Make sure you wipe your shoes on the mat. And That's it's just like, cold. Dude. That is. I, I can, knowing Sam, he probably also got way too intense about it. Oh, you have you don't know the half of it, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh, our friends would like record him like going off about it. It was it was next level. Oh, uh, yeah. while we're up, before we get to the baseball talk, because we've been going yeah. at this for like ten minutes already. <laughs> yeah. I've got, Why I've are got, we like this? <laughs> Because I have because I have a Nets rant. It's the truth, and everybody needs to hear it. Look, if you want to throw hands, I'm down, bro. No, no, no. I'm gonna throw oh. hands. I'm gonna throw hands. He's talking spicy today. I'm I'm gonna throw hands because Kiyoshi is here. I've got backup. It's two right, against that. one. The right. Brooklyn Nets are the absolute worst thing in in the NBA because the New York the Brooklyn Nets are gentrification in basketball form. Gosh, no, 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 actually, Josh. Uh, no, no, no. No, hold on. Uh, Josh, you, you kind of have a point. No, you kind of have a point. They There's left been a lot of new yuppie white people that are Brooklyn Nets fans. And all of a sudden, these yuppie white people come from New Jersey and use eminent domain to build an arena, albeit a very nice arena, in the middle Beautiful. of Brooklyn, killed the transit yard. And now what are they doing? They got Durant. 
They got uh, Kyrie. Dude. They've got James Harden. And now they got Blake Griffin. And now I hear they're thinking about getting Andre Drummond and they might trade Spencer what? Dinwiddie. You know yeah, what? All, all I wanted was Andre Drummond. Oh, you know what? You know what? Go ahead, Nets. Go ahead. Your team has no heart, no soul. You are you are taking advantage of a great neighborhood and adding all the unnecessary capitalism with all these high-priced star oh. players. This is the NBA, not a fantasy draft on NBA 2K. Gentrification in basketball form. A pox on the Brooklyn Nets. A pox on Steve Nash. A pox on that starting lineup. And a wow. pox on all the fans, wow. except for wow. Lee, because she's cool. Coming in. Wow. <laughs> Josh, tag me in real quick. Just tag me in. Just tag right. me in. Yosh, go. All right, so what here's my thing. As, right now? I don't even have a partner, bro. <laughs> I'm so, okay now. It's see, a handicap b- match. before, yeah. Now I'm sorry, Lean. I'm sorry we got to do this to you because I was on the fence. I wasn't sure where Josh was going with this, but as a native New Yorker, to see something, and this can go a little bit deeper, to see something that Jay Z did, because remember he was the one that was instrumental in bringing the Nets to Brooklyn in the first place. And now to to have all of these, you know, supposedly diehard Nets fans that, you know, are or at one point when we could go to games, I guess kind of now, too, as well, going to games and big fans are like, yeah, going to chip. It's like you weren't there when the Nets went to the finals in what was it? 2001. You weren't there when they had Vince Carter, when they had Alonzo Mourning towards the back end of his career. You weren't there for that. I mean, I hate that argument so much because, like, there's nothing wrong with like a fan base having more, like, getting more fans as they get better. Like, whether you guys are just salty as hell, whether you want to admit it or not, the Brooklyn Nets are the talk of the town, bro. We run New York. Uh, Okay, well, uh, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, now I muted her. Lean's in timeout for for thirty seconds. Yes. Okay. No, the the Nets do not run New York. The net, the Nets are playing on rookie mode. Is what they're doing. Honestly, no, don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy that did you unmute me? Uh, yeah, I yeah. did. <laughs> I, I hate you guys now. Okay, now, Lean, you know, I rock with you with, with certain things, right? You, you know, this I feel like I'm the only one here that can be partial. My thing, you're a Knicks fan, you're not I, partial, you're well, just as bad. Well, okay, okay, but I'm partial Lean's to big mad understanding, at this one to understanding pain. And understanding the grief of being a fan of the Knicks, having a having a shit ton of, of cap space, couldn't get Durant, couldn't get LeBron. Mm-hmm. We we had to uh, when we got uh, Melo, we had to give up damn near half our team. Okay, and now y'all come in, and all of a sudden just starts left and right and left and right. And I mean, it's great because it's bring I guess a buzz back to New York, but um, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like you. You had like the silver spoon in your mouth, and you don't go here, <laughs> right? How so absurd! Kind of, sorta. I mean, also, it's weird because I because I kind of feel good for the Brooklyn Nets that they're that with literally within one season, more than likely they're 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 they're, they're going to go to the finals. The I'm just going to put it out there just because of how that team is constructed, and just because how they're actually starting to play defense over the last couple of games. They're probably going to be there. I just feel that it just it just it doesn't feel earned. This team has and it no like heart. The, and it's a bought team, right? It feels bought. All teams. That's it, why the NBA is easily the worst league in all sports because it's 
you buy your teams. Nothing is built organically. I would call the Knicks the most organic team in the league. And let's Thank see you. how long that lasts. Once you guys get really good, you're going to start doing the same exact thing. So please. Also, the Nets invented heart. The only reason we are where we are now is because of Karis LeVert, of Jared Allen, of Spencer Dinwiddie, of all of these guys. And then they, they're going to trade made, all of them. They traded. Brooklyn Nets, the most likable thing in the NBA, whether you want to admit it or not. Knicks fans are the only ones who are salty about this. Everyone else thinks we're so cool and so fun to watch. That's because we've been fun to watch even before we got Durant and Irving and Harden, who only wanted to come here because of what the younger guys did, mind you. So please spare me. So they, so uh, wait, basically wait, wait, what you're more, saying more, We got to put a pin in this, but I just want to close with one point. Lean, I, I got to let you know. You just lost the game. Anyway, moving on. Oh my on. God. You're <laughs> getting muted. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. I forgot about that. So, All right. All so right. I kind of, so yeah, this is, this, this, mind you, this is still a baseball based podcast. Yeah, we got to We're just very passionate New York sports fans. We might, shit, we might need to create another one that, you know, where we're just arguing at each other. Yeah, people like, have stopped listening by now. God, we're terrible. Yeah, for, we, we lost everyone. Bro. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just, they're just, we're just like, anyway, just. Any- Right, let's, talk, let's talk Carlos Carrasco. Yes, yes. Let's talk baseball. Yes, yeah, talk yeah. Carlos Carlos Carrasco. Wait, who the hell's calling me on my phone? Uh, it's a. Um, I'm not. I'm not picking that up. Today right is now. not our day. <laughs> anyway, okay. We're gonna make uh, it work, though. We're gonna make it work. Yeah. All right. So Carlos Carrasco. You know the Mets playing Flushing. The guy. He's called Cookie. We're just gonna say it. He got some Chinese food. Got the fortune cookie, and it was not a good fortune. Yeah. All those soreness. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. They, you know, word, word, Josh, word, Josh, word. That, that's that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna say. Uh, that was a bad attempt at New York humor. I take that all back. I'm so sorry. I mean, guys. <laughs> with all due respect, it, it was. It that was very bad. You could do better. We we expect better from you. I, we should, you guys, we, see, I can be partial. I can be. I can. I can. I can give and take from both sides. Just yeah. Phrasing. Anyway, that, the, that did not sound good. The point. Anyway, the point being, on. Cookie's elbow is. Is not crumbling. The the Mets have enough depth to kind of like you know it, he's it looks like he's going to miss opening day. I fully expect that to happen. Uh, I think they'll be fine because Joey Lucchese. They'll just I think he'll actually earn a permanent starting role or like a longer term I guess until Carrasco comes back. They also have uh, someone in the Mets organization said it today. Uh, Yamamoto, uh, who they also got this past offseason, I think he'll also see some time as a starter until Carrasco comes back. But yeah, this definitely is not what you want to hear. Carrasco's probably their number three pitcher going into the season. So tough loss for the Mets. Plus, he's such a great locker room guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they'll be and fine. That's one of the best rotations in baseball. So. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Yamamoto, I've got. I've got so many things to say about him. I love that the the Mets the Mets pretty much stole him. Let's be honest with each other. Yeah, I think he's very underrated. I'm with you, John. Absolutely. I mean, he's yeah. he's 24. He's done great in spring training so far. Yeah, he could grade out as either a starter or a reliever. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that the Marlins the Marlins might have rushed him, but like the the Marlins, okay, yeah, they made the playoffs last year. They're not a good organization. I mean, also, you have to remember with the Marlins is that, like, they, like, especially last season, they were having problems with COVID. And just, like, right. with players in general, like, basically half the team ended up being guys who weren't ready, you know, so. 
and it's it's also unfair to call them call them a bad organization because I just remembered. Um, it, um, I forget. Am I the only one of the three of us who's read Inside the Empire? That kind of behind the curtain look at the Yankees. I've read excerpts, not the entire thing. I oh. didn't know it existed until two seconds ago. It so. came out a couple of years ago. Um, ne- next time I see you, Yosh, I'll, I'll bring you my copy. It's great. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Um, pretty much when Jeter, when Derek Jeter bought the Marlins, uh, the o- the other owners wouldn't approve the sale unless he agreed that to like pretty much do what the Astros did, just tank for a number of years and then just completely rebuild the miners from the ground up. Mm. So it's not fair for me to say that Yamamoto was rushed and the Marlins are a bad, bad organization, but like, even if he was rushed, it's just like they had problems with COVID. There's other stuff going oh, yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lots yeah. going on there. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what his role is uh, with the Mets this year for sure. I think he's got a high ceiling. So guys, yeah, just really sorry. No, no, go ahead. You're good. I was just going to say, it's a really quick getting back to Carrasco. I was, um, I just found a little article on, uh, on CBS sports. They just said he's just going to be shut down from throwing for, for just a couple of days. Yeah. So I guess in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But you know, it happens to pitchers. If you really think about it, throwing a baseball is a very unnatural motion. So I feel like this is better, especially for the Mets for this to happen now rather than in june or in july so well yeah but at the same at the same time though it's an elbow problem and elbows are tricky so yeah. true. you hope true. that this isn't the beginning of you know a wave of injuries a, a bigger or yeah serious or- but also yeah. this leaves a perfect transition to our boy zach Britton, who unfortunately has bone chips in his elbow and it's probably gonna i, miss I, I think it's time. i think it's like a bone chip yeah oh, oh one okay i mean still it still any Amount of bone chips. So, uh, oh, sounds pretty bad. On. Yeah, I I hate to be the Debbie Downer about this, but like from what I everything I've read, because I don't know if you guys listened to highlights from uh, Zach's press conference today. Yeah, I did. So um, apparently he had COVID really bad back in January. Because yeah. um, I'm not I'm not surprised at all because he lives in Texas. Right. Um, but apparently it was so bad that he lost 18 pounds in 10 days. Yeah, crazy. Wow. And it yeah. says and it said it's off-season throwing program back like three, four weeks. Hmm. And uh, it went to fit, factor that into getting ramped up in spring camp, and we are where we are right now. Now we need surgery. Hmm. It's no. I mean, yeah. I don't know about like you guys when I first heard the news when it was just like oh Zach Britton is experiencing whatever like soreness whatever the initial thing was I kind of freaked out and it's the Yankees so I immediately expected like really really bad you know like a, a bad diagnosis basically I wasn't um, too worried about that because like it was established pretty quickly they, like I think uh, Boone said in his presser yesterday he made it very clear we don't think it's a UCL issue Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just like immediately as when I saw the thing, I thought it was bad, you know, just right, like, yeah. like, yeah, that's just like what it was. So I personally was a little relieved uh, to see that it was like just, you know, a bone chip and that right. he wouldn't be supposed to miss a lot of time. So, um, but I did want to ask you guys this. Um, uh, Josh, actually, we, we talked about this like, a, I think early in off season, because I said that I personally wanted him. As soon as this Zach Britton news came out, uh, a lot of people are hopping on the Shane Green bandwagon. And they're saying like, you know, Britton's going to be out. We want Shane Green to come and replace him. 
I want Shane Green because I've always wanted Shane Green, as I've said, like on the pod, like he's, he was at the top of my off season wish list. Uh, but I was going to, but I don't want him as a replacement for Britain. I want him in addition to Britain. So I don't know. What do you, what are your guys' thoughts on, on Shane? Uh, Yoshi first. Yeah. I like that. I feel like he's always been in my mind, pretty reliable. He's always been a good arm in the, in the, in the bullpen for the Yankees. So I think that, think that would be great. Even when I found out that Britain was going to be out for a couple of days, like we still have Chad Green, we still have Shane. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, Shane Green. I think we still have Chad Green too, correct? Am I, or am I yeah, lucky? yeah, yeah. We have Chad Green. Shane Green hasn't been on the team since 2014. Okay, well, whoops, my bad. The point is, whatever Green we have, we have multiple arms that can fill in. And no, I was just asking, like, if like if the like I know that our bullpen is really good. I just meant like you know signing Shane Green because Shane Green is arguably like the best available uh, reliever right now. And I just like you know I, I think that he would be a great addition to the bullpen. I don't think yeah. you need to get Shane Green. Um, I, I don't, the bullpen so much better. Yeah, but just look at all the non-roster guys who are doing pretty well in spring training right now, like like Kyle Bearclaw. He's fine, and as my cat enters the frame, no, so no, yeah. and like, like Josh Hi, Josh's is there, cat, and like we have good non-roster guys, and like we even talked about this on the pod, like Barrowclaw. I really like that acquisition, but like, you can't compare these guys to Shane Green. Like Shane no, Green is way no, to Shane Green, but like I'm just, I'm just saying that the that like the re, the resources are better spent elsewhere because I'd ra- I'd rather use the money that would go towards signing, let's say, Shane Green to up in Bear Claw Seal and putting him on the putting him on the major league roster. Or Lucas Lukey, who's been pitching well. So you're saying you'd rather have those guys than Shane Green? Yeah, because Shane Green, like the it just goes to what you said earlier. The bullpen isn't in such a desperate situation that Shane Green is necessary. Now now granted, if let's say a week from now, Bear Claw We'll throw Nestor Cortez in there, Lukey. If those guys aren't really stepping up the way they should, and we'll, and Adam Warren too, if they're not really setting themselves apart from the rest of the pack, then yeah, I'll entertain signing Shane Green on a on a low priced one year deal. But also, like you're kind of giving your, I feel like you're putting too much attention on spring training. Like spring training isn't all that. These guys could be like pitching like freaking Clayton Kershaw in his prime during spring training. And then once the season rolls around, like they could be struggling big time. Yeah. I, but like, yeah. But, here, but here's the rub. Uh, Cause with what's this thing, like the gas station or whatever that Matt Blake and the rest of the pitching coaches have set up, they're probably not tracking how guys look now, but how they're probably going to grade out over a long-term season. So with, with how deep into analytics, the Yankees are, I can't imagine that they're that they're putting so much emphasis on spring training that that they're going to let that determine how business is conducted over the course of the year. That's fair. It's just that like I don't obviously like we don't need Shane Green, but it's just like if you if you want to be the best and if you want to go out and like try to win a ring, you have to add these luxuries, if you will. And honestly, Shane Green, I don't think like the fact that he still isn't on a team is definitely even like more proof that we would get him on a cheaper deal. Yeah, but like that, that's the thing. Shane Green isn't really he don't get me wrong. The guy can pitch, and he's great at inducing soft contact, much like Zach Britton is. 
But the difference is, uh, you know what? Like, I'll go so far as to say it. I think Zach Britton is almost put up on a pedestal of some sorts because he's the one guy in baseball who can still throw a sinker properly. Yeah. No, no, I wasn't comparing the two. Dude, yeah. Zach Britton is our best reliever. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. 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 One my, of. One yeah. Of. Like, my, my oh, no, point. He's our best reliever, bro. Let's. <laughs> My point, my point being, Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman is absolutely not better than Zach. We, do we not? He's he, our, he, he's he, our he, Chapman, like the last three he, years. He, Aroldis Chapman walks in to the postseason, loses us a game, gets us eliminated, and then goes home and makes all the money in the world. Aroldis Chapman is not is actually uh, let's say no longer our best reliever. It's literally. Yeah. I mean, well, he's still one of. Okay, that's fair. Have not not yeah. being clutch is. Definitely needs to be taken into account. Like, uh, under normal circumstances, you can't really compare the two because one one's a fireballer, one is a sinker. Yeah, guy. they're also very different. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but but my point being with Britain in relation to Green is that with with Zach Britton and him inducing soft contact, you know he's going to get you that ground ball that's going to go right where it needs to go and it's going to get the guy out. Shane Green, he doesn't have that high of a ground ball rate. His ground ball rate's only, I think, about 46%, whereas Zach Britton's is ungodly, I think, close to like 70 or 80. Yeah, yeah. No, again, that's fine. Like, that, that that's something that I would say to people who, like I said before, are saying we need to get Shane Green as a replacement for Zach Britton. I want both of them. Like, obviously, again, Britton is way better than Green. It's just that, like, I wouldn't mind having that extra luxury. But no, I feel you. You make like valid points. Yeah, because like my, my only concern with Green is that yeah, he's gonna give up that soft contact, but he's gonna have CC Sabathia's problem where yeah, it's soft contact, but it's like you know dunking into the outfield for a hit or sneaking through the infield right, right. for like a scratch no, single. Feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Kiyoshi, what do you think? How should the Yankees address uh Britain's absence? Um I like I said, I feel like the strength, one of the strengths of our team, other than the hitting when healthy is is our bullpen. We, the fact yeah. that we have multiple guys that can come in and and pitch whenever we need them to is fantastic. I mean, hell, um, I remember. I think I was watching a PTI the other day, and they were talking about. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but potentially, uh, what's his name, David Price. On the Dodgers, potentially putting him in the bullpen, which honestly I I thought was kind of interesting because he's been a starter for damn near all of his career. Yeah. But I found out that I think in in relief appearances he's I think like four and one or three and one something like that. So yeah. it made me think that even a guy, let's just say, which kind of which kind of brings me up another something else I wanted to bring up to you guys. Um, let's just say. Uh, the fifth spot is up for grabs between, which it probably is, between uh, Domingo Herman and David Garcia. Oh, David but Garcia put, pitched so well yesterday. Just want to okay, yeah, boom. So put so put Herman in the bullpen. I mean, even even if it's as even if it's just for um, coming in long relief, it's like put out fires, or even just for one inning just to get him some work. We have we have arms and we have pieces that we can kind of plug and play and put in different positions. I mean, yes. Lee, you do you do bring up a good point that as of late, uh, Chapman has not been as clutch as we need him to be, or he or at least in the postseason he hasn't he hasn't been as clutch as we need him to be. Now, granted, part of that is due, if you remember, to the actual scandal because they knew what was coming. 
Yeah. So you kind of have to take that with a random salt. And like, if Altuve didn't know that a fastball was coming, would he have hit that home run? If you also, if you notice, after Altuve hit that hit that home run, Ronald Chapman was smiling as if to say, "How the fuck did he know?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, again, that wasn't that definitely wasn't the only time that's happened, though. Right, but that that he was like again the, after that. So right, and, had, but to me that the, was the biggest one that stuck out of my mind. I, now, granted, that happened, I think like two. I, I want to say two my years, microphone over. Yeah, yeah, two or three years ago. Again, hi, Josh's cat. Um, but I, I feel like it's it's you know it kind of it would probably suck in the short term not to have them, but in the long term we're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's definitely not a long-term issue, and like I'm not really concerned at all. I don't think you guys are either. But as to how as to how long it's going to be out, that's another interesting conversation. Because uh, Lindsay Adler from the Athletic, uh, she ballparked that like, look, they caught it early. It's a bone spur, and like with rehab, maybe he'll be back at the earliest May. Um, Andy Martino from SNY, that him I'm taking with a little grain of salt, if only because he's a Mets guy and isn't as plugged into Yankees resources. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he said, like, oh, I'm hearing from people inside the Yankees organization that Britain's going to be out like three to four months, um, which. Are you serious? Well, here's why that kind of I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but it also kind of makes sense. Oh. I, I I just mentioned earlier just how bad he had COVID uh, the other day or, or um, in January, rather mm-hmm. uh, lost 18 pounds in 10 days. And that set his throwing program back um, three, four okay. weeks. So when you take and pitchers, they're creatures of habit. So, mm-hmm. so that's, you take that Definitely. time thrown away in the off season, that's going to, that's going to mess them up. So now once you figure in the, the recovery from surgery, cause I think he's going to be shut. He's going to have the surgery. I think he had it today. Um, he's not going to uh, throw for two weeks or maybe it's longer than that. And then he's going to start gradually, gradually ramping himself up again, unless he heals like John Cena, like um, before mm-hmm. the 2008 Royal rumble, <laughs> I think Br- Britain might not be back till the all-star break. So that is like that is which, that, which, that, that's a worst case scenario. Yeah, which and also and also I guess on the flip side of that best case scenario, when he comes back, he'll be a fresh arm. Yeah. All the other relievers would be would start to get fatigued by the long season pending no uh COVID outbreaks and reschedules and, and shit like that. So if anything, if he's back by the all-star break, that's actually better for us. Because in case, yeah, Josh, I think you were right. I think it's gonna be around the All Star break. Like multiple people are reporting this. Oh my god! Yeah. So even so, even when so even when he comes back, he comes by by, comes back by the All Star break. It actually would help a Rodish happen because then it gives him a chance to to rest, put Britain in as as the as the closer, let him get his feet under him, let him let him get some reps. So. Now maybe this is me speaking speaking as the ever present optimist. Kiyoshi, sorry, sorry, I I lost you a little bit, like from before what you were saying. What were you saying about Chapman? I was saying how if that if Britain were to come back during the All Star break, it gives it would potentially and hypothetically give Aroldis Chapman a chance to rest, and because he because we he we would like to think I would like to think we would like to think that he would be the closer. So um, having written back by the all-star break, if anything would help the bullpen because especially Chapman, because it gives Chapman a chance, potentially a chance to rest. 
I mean, that's fair, but you still have like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed about this. I didn't expect this at all. Like, I, no, bummed. yeah, I'm bummed about the suit, but well, like I said, well, I'm I, again take that with because the people who are saying he's going to be out three, four months, they're all reporting what Martino said. So, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Right. No, they're not like they're not citing Martino. That's what I'm saying. Like Sweeney Morty of uh of WFAN, like he did not cite him, and he reported mm-hmm. the same thing. He actually shared this little blurb. He was like, "The doctor may clear you to begin throwing at six weeks." Blah blah blah. Six week flat ground throwing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Return to full competition is typically between three to four months. Okay, so, well, well, yeah, well I, 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 that yeah. again, that sounds like a worst case scenario because I remember, like in recent years, guys have gone down for bone chips. They've only been out for two months. So mm-hmm. it, again, every guy's different. Britain, he's not gonna, yeah. he's not gonna go to let's say Scranton for a rehab assignment until he's damn well ready. Right. Because like I don't know if you guys have watched videos of him like in his off season. The guy like he knows what he's doing. He he is like systematic to a T. He like has a setup in the garage. He has a setup in the yard. He has his way of doing things, and he is very in tune with his body. The fact that he was so open with his COVID battle in January, like it's hard for anyone, let alone a professional athlete, to say, "Yeah, I was so sick, I lost almost twenty pounds in less than two weeks." Yeah, yeah that's that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about you guys, but I had COVID, and it it wasn't fun. Yeah. I think one of my roommates had it. He got it worse than I did. It just felt like, for me, it felt like a mild cold. But it's it's not fun. You don't want to move. You don't really want to do anything. And I I think to for for Britain for him to lose you know over fifteen pounds and you said like ten days. That's in, that's insane. Uh yeah, eighteen pounds in ten days. Eight. Yeah, uh, that's like that's over. That's almost over two pounds a day. We've got like 10, 15 minutes left, but like, Lean, you mentioned Shane Green. I got a better idea. Go sign David Robertson. Oh, I, I mean, we, Josh, you and I did like basically a whole episode on this. I stand by what I said. I want absolutely nothing to do with David Robertson. No. For like really? Why, why not? Why, why First of all, that? he's old. Second of all, he's made of glass. Like, I do not, I really, really don't. He's like not him. made of glass. This is the first, like, the Tommy John the last couple of years. That was the first significant injury he's had his entire career. Okay, Come fine, on. whatever. Yeah, like, that's, I don't want, like, a guy that old coming off of Tommy John surgery relatively recently. Like, no, I don't. I would rather just stick with the the bullpen that we have now than sign D-Rob. I don't I, I get it. I just think with D-Rob, he knows the team. He knows the culture. He can pitch in New York. He can serve in multiple roles out of that bullpen. He can close. He can set up. As long as that he's got the velocity, which all reports say he does. He's touching like 92 on the gun. And that cutter is still burrowing uh, down and in. On um on lefties, wait, I say give him a shot. John last year because he hasn't pitched since 2019. I think yeah, he had. I, th- I think yeah, I think he had the Tommy John like towards the end of 2019. Okay, yeah. That's that's even worse. Like I don't I don't want a guy who's 35 coming off of Tommy John surgery. Tommy like, John's not a death sentence anymore though. But like again, he's 35 and like he's not necessary. So why like? He, okay, he's 35. How how old's Darren O'Day? But Darren O'Day is not coming off. He hasn't, like, not pitched in that long, though. So, I think, I guess it may be fine to have a medium. Sign him to, sign him to a minor league contract. Minor league contract, contract, exactly. contract and see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Kiyoshi's right. Actually, Josh, you did mention that when we yeah. uh, when we last talked about this. Yeah, a minor league deal. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just don't want them to, like, go out of their way to give him some 
you know, unnecessary contract. We don't have to. Yeah, like, I'm not saying give him like one year, like 10 million. Don't give him the Corey Kluber treatment. Give him a minor league deal with an invitation to spring training and give him some incentives if he makes the big league club. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. If he if he makes it back, it sets up this whole storyline of Dave Robinson coming back, you know, his theme his theme music and everything. If not, then whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got like we've got about like five, ten minutes left. I know it's at ten fifteen, but it's almost time to take the baby for a walk. Um, anyway, this is a great thing to close on, I think. Davey Garcia yesterday looked really good pitching yeah. against mm-hmm. the, I know it was the Detroit Tigers, but they pretty much put out what could be an opening day lineup. Right. Right. And so three innings, two hits, five strikeouts, several of which were swinging. That's exactly, for my money, what Davey Garcia needed as he battles for the number five job, right? Right. And it's actually funny you bring that up because I, I was on Instagram and I saw a poll that asked, would you rather have Davey Garcia or Domingo Herman? So now it got me thinking about this. Obviously, Davey Garcia, I think he's, was he like 18, 19? I don't think he's even 20. Um, is he 20? He's like 21, 22, something like okay. that. Okay. Again, way off. My bad. So, so young dude. A lot of pressure, highly touted. If he makes, well, if he, well, he's going to make, he's probably going to make the major league roster, but he's still going to have to deal with grown ass men that are in the box, right? Mm-hmm. Another set, of, I guess, of savages in the box. Then you have Domingo Ramon, who is coming off of a subpar season. Actually, he's coming off of, of, of a suspension for domestic abuse, which he really didn't. Uh, Full, he really didn't wholeheartedly apologize for, in my opinion, and could have done more to, I guess, rebuild his image. But he did essentially the bare minimum, which, you know, it is what it is. So that's fine. So I'm going to ask both of you, would you rather have Davey Garcia, who has all this promise, but we don't really know how he's going to do consistently against live, against good hitters, or Domingo Herman, who you kind of know what you're getting, but he's already on thin ice on the field and off the field. What do you guys think? Gosh, you can go first. Uh, for me, it's a, it's really not even a contest. I'd much rather have Davey Garcia just because yesterday alone, he had about three to four pitches working well for him. Okay. And like here, I'm, I'm pulling up his, his star from yesterday. Um, all right, his first strikeout, Robbie Grossman called out on strikes. Um, and that was on his fastball and later he froze a guy with a, he froze a guy with a curveball like Nico Goodrum he called um, got called out on strikes on the curveball okay uh, not just that and this is separate from strikeouts Garcia not once but twice induced double plays on his changeup so you know he's got that working well okay and then and then in the bottom of third struck out the side Wilson Ramos swinging Akil Badu best name in baseball called out mm-hmm. on strikes Jaco- uh, Jacoby Jones struck out swinging. So yeah, I get it's the Tigers. I get it's a very bad team. It's like a quadruple A team in some arguments. <laughs> but the fact the fact remains, he had all of his he had not just all of his pitches working. He had multiple pitches working. He had the fastball. He had the curveball. He even had a slider that he was that he was breaking out to play. And Domingo Herman, it's like fastball, curveball, and a changeup that sometimes works. Right. Right. Uh, okay. I yeah. get that. I get that. Lee, so you rather. Sorry. Yeah, I uh, 
Uh, yeah, I for me, it's not even close. This is kind of, it goes back to what we talk about, what seems like every single week with Domingo Herman. I'm so sick I'm, of having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. By just, the way. To, just to reiterate, <laughs> this what conversation said, is physically like, yeah, hurting me. Literally. I'm just going to say the same it. exact thing that I've said literally every single week. Um, I, I don't think Domingo Herman should be a starter, even if Davy Garcia is not in the conversation. So imagine if he is. Um, also the thing about Garcia, like you don't know how consistent he's going to be. That's, that's fair, but you also don't know what you're getting with Herman either, who isn't like this established starting pitcher who, you know, is going to get out there and be really good. Um, just attack, just attack onto that real fast. Like Garcia is young enough that, yeah, he's probably going to be touching go in major league baseball for a while, but unless he looks absolutely overwhelmed out there, the best thing for him is to go out, get starts, get reps and just get used to that environment. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's how I see it completely. And like, whether we, anyone wants to admit it or not, Davey Garcia is the future of this rotation. Domingo Herman is not the future of this rotation. So you may I wouldn't even say that he's the future of the rotation because like every scouting report I've read on Garcia says, okay, if he can't get his walks under control as a starter, that's fine. He can be a lights out reliever. I'm fine with him in that role too. I, mean, mm. I personally expect yeah. him to be a starting pitcher, but like then, okay, we, we don't have to call him the future of the rotation. What part of the future of the pitching staff? Let's say that. Yeah. I think we, we've all kind of shared the same sentiment that we don't really expect him to be around for that much longer. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think the Yankees are only keeping him around just so they can yeah. try and make his trade value. But look, yeah. the Yankees play the Pirates tonight at 630. That game's going to be on yes for people who want to watch. Um, and Herman, he's kind of getting the similar treatment that Garcia got this week. He's going up against one of the worst teams in baseball. Let's see yeah. how he does. Yeah, fine. Right. And, and also Mike King is pitching tonight. So that's another fire under his Yeah, ass. Yeah, that's going to be interesting too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have I, I don't I don't have many high hopes for Mike King, but I really hope he proves me wrong. I so. think Mike King's biggest problem is he doesn't do well with base runners, but I think that if he does that, if he has another solid outing in relief tonight, he can he might be in that conversation to be a bullpen or maybe while Britain's gone. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I hope he ends up becoming like you know a good way yeah. for them to adapt without Britain. Yeah. Anyway, that that was a fun conversation this week. We uh, yeah. we got yeah, it, it started a little wild. It was all, a little <laughs> no, bit all over the place. That was so much fun. Down. Yeah, John, we got to roast Johnny Damon more often. We got to have yeah, like sports TMZ. Him for this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all for today on Yankees Mets Express, folks. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Josh B E S N Y, and you guys, where can they find you? At Lean underscore Amin. And you can find me at It's Kiyoshi on Twitter. And I'm also on Instagram at It's Yosh. Follow me, comment, say what's up. Uh, we appreciate the support and all and all like that. Subscribe. Oh, wait, hold on. The baby's coming to make an appearance. Baby Riley's Aww. baby Riley is in the conversation. Hi, Riley. Yeah. Hi. hi, Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. Yeah, everyone's saying hi. Yeah. So anyway, um, before we go, we have a special announcement after baseball season starts. You remember we had asked a Mets fan with Lean's brother safe. Uh, Lean, your dad wants to come on the show. Yeah. Papa Amin wants Amin, to come on. It's actually hilarious. Josh, I told you this. My dad, like, 
he he loves roasting the Mets. He huge Mets fan, but like lives to roast the Mets. And he was like, I don't want to come on until the season starts, so I can just go through all of the players and just destroy their lives. What, so what, like, what, what? It's like we'll, we'll have him on like a week into the season. The Mets will be seven and zero, and he'll find something bad to say about. Oh him. yeah, he will not say one good thing. <laughs> I'm not one. I promise you. It's all right. Let's, he, let's look, see. Look, yeah. he look. I want the smoke, and I'm ready to give it to him too. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. folks. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Yankees Mets Express. As always, stand clear of the closing doors. Doo-doo.